0: Hello and welcome to the Change With Him, Real Robert Deemed Podcast. This is Sarah. I mean, uh this is a topic that we're going to get into today that was a little bit sticky, icky, a little tricky for me, but thank God for who he is and what he's done and his wisdom. All we have to do is ask and we shall receive. And when we ask for wisdom, he gives it abundantly. Uh, and I want to share a thing today because this is a thing that I God revealed to me because I knew it was true for me. This is why so many people turn away from God or or question God or think, you know, that it, it's just not this way because God would not have it this way. And then they don't want it anyway. And they, they turn away from him. And my heart goes out to anyone who's turned away from him because it used to be me too. And when I had turned away from him, it wasn't necessarily consciously. It was just, I I don't need that thing because religion, it felt like pressure and it is religion is a lot of pressure. And that's why God has called to free us from religion and free us from the pressure and free us from the shame and the blame and the condemnation. And it feels like that, that can very, very quickly be like a fire, a wildfire that spreads through religion. (laughs) And this, this energy and this thick the red of not enough and especially when it comes to deepening your relationship and people are so lax and easy and laissez-faire to say oh, i believe in something because they do but they're not aware that that's something that they need is only one thing and it is god it is jesus it is his spirit who's the holy spirit but there's a lot of energy frequency and words that are used that are other threads where shame and condemnation and blame comes through, where we just feel like we're not enough. Uh, Like this line in a very, very famous book that I was reading last night by a world renowned author that says, talks about the importance of service and how God has called us to live a life of service. And at one point, you know, in all of our lives, each of us will have to give and a personal account to God. And that line personally has always scared me. I'm like, Oh, jeez. geez, all right. Well, what's he going to say about me and <laughs> um, how God does want to use you to make a difference in this world? And he wants to work through you and that, you know, what matters is not the duration of your life, but the donation of your life and not how long you lived, but how you lived. And I'm like, oh, shit. <gasps> Yeah. Let's not, can we skip that part? I I, let's not talk about that. Right. And that's the avoidant thing. That's the flight thing. That's a trauma thing that we want to run. We want to numb. We want to get away from the thing. And that is what Jesus is called to free us from is that very thing, but it's only found in a direct, personal, intimate relationship with him. It's not found in religion, but what is found in a lot of religion is shame is the, the feeling of blame and not being enough for this quote unquote, God thing, like lines like this in this book, if you're not involved in any service or ministry, what excuse have you been using? And it's cute. And it's rhymy, just like I like to be cute and rhymy. But it's like, ooh, if you're not involved in any service or ministry, what excuse have you been using? And things like, well, you know, at this point, all of our excuses after we give this a personal account to God, we're going to say things that are to him going to sound hollow. Like, well, you know, I was really busy or I raised kids, or I was busy being a stay at home wife or mom, or, you know, I was busy building my career so that I could provide for my family. And in some ways that is service, but what's the posture of our heart while we're having service like that, or, you know, I had these goals or I was preoccupied, you know, preparing for retirement so that I finally could give my time to serve and. And this book says that to all excuses, God will respond, sorry, wrong answer. Like, oh, okay. And and there is some truth to that. And he's gonna respond, I created, saved, and called you and commanded you to live a life of service. And we all are serving, but what is the question? What are we serving? Who are we serving? How are we serving? There's power in those questions, the what, who, and how. And where are we serving at the office to try to climb up the corporate ladder to get the little corner window with the view? Are we serving money? Are we serving ourselves? But what, who, and where are we serving? And a lot of times, especially after you've said, okay, yes, I need some of this, this God thing, but I want to be free from these other things, just so shame and condemnation. Uh, and God's going to say, well, you know, you didn't do enough. You didn't do enough serving or you did too much in the wrong area and it feels scary. And I think that's honestly like why a lot of people fear death because you know anything about the Bible, it does say that, you know, you're going to be judged. You're going to stand before the presence of God one day. What's he going to say about how you lived your life? And we're like, let's skip that part, (laughs) please. Because mm, yeah, that's a closet we don't want to open um i've barely been able to get it close with all the skeletons in there here's the beauty of the truth god already knows what's in there and he sent his son so that you don't need to worry about him not knowing what's in there he sent his son to die for you all the skeletons that we've pushed and shoved in our closet he literally took out nailed to the cross and has already forgiven you for all those things It's allowing ourselves to be forgiven for all those things. It's knowing that his love covers a multitude of sins. It covers all sins. That this is not a works-based thing, but a lot of times in a lot of literature and a lot of text, it can have the energy and the frequency of it being a works-based thing through the language that other people share and say that God's gonna say to your excuses, He's going to respond, sorry, wrong answer. Like you can hear that internal buzzer. Like you're getting kicked off on one of those shows, like America's Got Talent and there are judges sitting there in front of you. And you just hear that and you're like, and you get booted off the stage and you don't make it into heaven. You don't make it into this beautiful gift of eternal life because you didn't do enough. And a lot of times we're called to serve when we've given our lives to Jesus, that energy that frequency that presence can still be there and there can still be this presence of i need to be perfect i'm not doing enough and all of that is works based and scripture says by faith we are saved by his grace and our faith we are saved but that doesn't mean that we sit around laissez-faire doing not doing anything and this says, the Bible warns unbelievers, he will pour out his anger and wrath on those for who live for themselves. I think what he's asking us to do is to evaluate ourselves and take a look, take a look at our lives. What are we living for? Who are we living for? What way are we living that out? And how can we invite him into those places, places to those places and spaces to the skeletons that we've shoved in the closet that we're like don't go in there no don't go in there and we've bolted it and chained it and locked it and god's like i don't even know what's inside and we're like no you don't (laughs) i have the key and he's like i have the master key (laughs) i can get into anything because i know everything and we're like oh man and when we're called to do more and we already have a massive overflowing full plate It can feel like we're just spread all over the place or that we need to go serve enough in the local church and we need to be the greeter and and the, the usher and the one singing on the choir and the one running all the sound checks and the one flipping all the slides when we sing karaoke every Sunday and the one who's also, you know, holding the babies and wiping their butts in the nursery and you're not serving enough, you're not doing enough, doing enough, doing enough, doing enough and it can feel doing. It's works based or outside of all the things that you're doing in the actual building of your local church, you're not giving enough to those who don't attend. You're not going and serving enough meals at your local shelter. You're not donating enough blankets. Understand the frequency and resonance of all this. It's all doing. It's all works-based, and Jesus himself. We're called into a personal, intimate relationship with him, came to free us from that. And all of this is shame and condemnation. That's not from Jesus. That's from the enemy. And the enemy wants you to believe those things. He wants you to believe those lies and rationalize those lies and attach and agree to those lies that you have to serve or give enough or do enough. And God's saying, no, you don't get it. (laughs) It's by grace and through faith that you're saved. And this is what he kept revealing to me as I was reading these words, especially the line of, but for Christians, it will mean a loss of eternal rewards. And I, when I read that, just felt this heaviness come over me. Wait a minute. So if I'm a Christian and I don't do enough, I'm going to live in fear of losing eternal rewards. And these words were written by a world renowned pastor. The next line says, we're only fully alive when we're helping others. And I had a conversation about what that's like for some people to live their lives and give and dedicate all of their lives to only helping others and how it can have this perception and error of, if you at all in any way help yourself, then you are selfish. If you don't put your needs of importance, I'm not saying first, God should always come first, but if you do anything to, to To take care of yourself then you're you're just selfish because you could always be doing more for others and that's what it's like to live a life of service and that's what it's like to live with christ and and just give 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 well what if you're running on an empty cup what if you're it's like you're driving on empty gas empty tank of gas you're not going to stop to fill up every once in a while well we can fill up on the word we can fill up in meditation we can fill up in prayer we can fill up in journaling we can fill up in scripture we can fill up on worship but I think a lot of us live this quote unquote Christian life that we're called to give and to serve because that's what we we're literally created for. And we feel like we're not helping others enough. This says we're only fully alive when we're helping others. But a lot of times the essence and the energy of enough comes in because of fear of things like this. If you're Christian, it'll mean loss of eternal rewards. And you think, oh no, I don't want to lose my eternal rewards. <gasps> oh my gosh. What do i need to do where can i serve how can i show up i just need to do more and more and more and more and more and understanding really the definition or looking through different lenses of service so i had this conversation and i was so grateful and thankful for it because it helped set my spirit at ease (sighs) after i said please lord (laughs) I just, I need to digest and process this. It's stuck there. And I I know you don't want us to be stuck anywhere. I know that you came and you lived your life as Jesus Christ so we could be free from any of the areas in our lives that we're stuck. So please come help me. And he helped me through a conversation that I had with someone who really helped me break down and define what it means to serve. And the way that when you're, it's really a posture and a positioning of your heart, it's not actually what you're doing. That service can be, smiling at a stranger at the grocery store. Service can be holding the door open for someone. Service can be paying for someone's coffee, but it doesn't always have to be monetary. And it doesn't always have to be time. It doesn't always have to be an action. That service is not just a particular thing or way or certain day or time. And someone else says, well, you need to serve more. You need to just get out there in the community and just do more, do more, do more. And it's like, okay. You can serve your children when you and you are serving your children when you pray for them, when you pray with them. You're serving your spouse when you make a meal for them without complaint. You're serving your household in faith when you clean the house and and you feel good about it, and it feels good to have a clean house, right? In a dirty Bible, you're serving when you get your your bible out and you read it and you start and you're underlying and you're serving you're saying lord i desire to be closer to you to me to be more intimate with you to now know you and have you know me and, and me know you in the way that i know that you know me lord and that's that's service and when you do that you feel really really good and service is meant to feel good it's not meant to feel like an obligation or something you have to do because out of fear of something you will lose aka eternal rewards And when you're living with Christ and for Christ and you're coming to him about conversations like this, like, God, I heard this thing, and it was from this Christian pastor, and it made me feel like this. Pastor, did I say pastor? Pastor? (laughs) Pastor. Earlier, I was talking about how my sheep know my voice, and I was praying that over my daughter this morning, and so I had the image of being, uh, you know, like little sheep. (laughs) And I'm like, Lord, just please let my daughter know that she is your sheep and you are her shepherd. And she hears your voice because your scripture and your word and the Bible says that your sheep know your voice. And I know that my daughter is a child of you, the child of the most high King, and let her know that she hears. And when she hears, she sings and she loves rejoicing and knowing that she hears your voice because she is your sheep and you are her shepherd. And I pray those things over my daughter. And the conversation that I had was, Sarah, that's service. That is service. When you're praying for others, when you're caring for others, when your heart goes out to others, service is picking up trash that someone else left on the ground. When you're out walking your dog, it's, it's all the little things and God sees all the little things. He also sees all the big things, but a lot of times in this space of religion and trying to be a good quote unquote Christian, we can feel it has to be a certain thing at a certain place in a certain way at a certain time or else. And the mind is programmed and hardwired to avoid pain and move towards pleasure and a lot of times when we feel pain we're just trying to get closer to jesus we're trying to understand how can i live the life that you have called me to live and he's like "Well, live a life of service and we're like okay uh could you explain a little bit more please maybe i just need to look up a local charity maybe that's what it means i just need to give all my extra free time there and i need to not spend any of my life taking a break or just relaxing or being in ease, right? Well, I'm kind of confused because the Bible says your yoke is easy and your burden is light and you've called us to live this life. How can I serve? Because if I go do something for myself or I just need some time away or time to myself, then I'm being selfish. And that's why I feel like it can be so confusing to follow Jesus because The Bible doesn't talk about how he went out and he did self-care days, spa days, manicures, and pedicure days. I mean, they didn't have that back in the day, right? He walked around with dirty feet, and then he walked around bowing down, washing other people's feet, getting on the ground. Like, I have to wash people's feet? That's service? (laughs) Could be. Maybe. There are other ways, though there's it's one way and there are so many ways there are a multitude and an abundance of different ways that you can serve and i think when we get caught up in the definition that it has to look a certain way and if it doesn't it's not enough we're caught up in one of the enemy's traps and they're so subtle they're so invisible and they're found sometimes when you're reading christian scripture or literature or word and you're like wait a minute i get stuck and i get caught and i bound on this word it's like a web and i'm like a little fly that got trapped in it and it says we're only fully alive when we're helping others. But what, what if I'm helping myself so that I can help others? Is it selfish to do that? Is all of my life just supposed to be in service of others? And and I think a lot of times we get really confused by what it means. And there's clarity in going to Jesus and asking him what it means for you. Because what it looks like and means for one person is not always going to be identi- identically <laughs> uh, identical to what it looks like and means for you. Because you are not them and they are not you. And Jesus has made you unique and special and an incredible individual. And he has made you for, for a specific purpose and time. And your gifts are gonna be different than anyone else's. The way that you serve are going to be different than the way that others are called to serve. And so it's about opening up your heart, and your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your life to Jesus and saying, how would you have me serve? In what place would you have me serve? In what way, in what capacity? Some people, their gift let's just say is going out and fundraising thousands of dollars and the other person's gift and way that they serve is not monetarily or in fundraising but is in going to do the thing being the one who's in the mission field who's on the ground doing the work and one way that someone else could serve is financially supporting that one way is maybe boxing the food for that, that they take with them or the blankets or the medications, whatever it is. There's so many ways that we're called to serve. And I think when we, when we make it mean this one thing and we, we get this fear, this essence or this thread of fear in there, when we read things like, well, I have given my life to Christ and I do call myself a Christian. And I read this, that if for Christian, it's going to mean a loss of eternal rewards if I don't serve. And then we unconsciously and inevitably attach the word enough onto that. And then we get stuck. When we attach enough, we get stuck. Jesus came and died and rose again. He was enough. So that we don't need to be worried about living in this fear or thinking oh my gosh if i don't give up every single sunday 9 a.m service and i'm not there serving in that place in that space every day i'm gonna lose my eternal rewards i'm not making it to heaven and so you know what not only am i going to do that I'm going to do everything on Wednesday too. And then I'm going to be the one who sets up a group who meets on Tuesdays. Well, and then, you know what? I'm so busy doing other things. My family falls apart. My children hate me. They despise me. They turn away from, from following Jesus because they say they hate religion. That's not what it's about. And that's what, what God wants us to know. There's so many ways that we can serve, and it's the small, subtle, simple things like the attitude that we have, the way that we're available to listen to others who just need to talk. That's in service, whether it's about God or not, we're available to others who need a listening ear. That's being in service, that's showing that you care. And God is always, in all ways, showing us how much he cares about us, showing out how, showing us how much he loves us. So any energy a resonance a frequency of feeling like this, this fear that you're going to lose eternal rewards if you're not doing enough, especially in the essence and the presence and the space of serving has got to go. It's something that Jesus is calling us to give to him. There may be a way that you've been serving that you haven't even categorized as serving, that you haven't even claimed as serving, that he's calling you to give yourself credit where it's already due, where you've already done it, that that it's, it's not tipping the scale on the positive because you're saying it's, eh, yeah, but that doesn't count. You know, being nice to the person who, the secretary that I walk by every day when I go to work and being the only one who asks her and actually stops to listen to her answer, hey Susie, how's your day going? That may be of service and you may never even know. Maybe everyone else comes and and is just nasty and has a negative attitude and barks orders at her and throws papers at hers and you are the only one who's been nice who smiled, who's complimented, who's listened, who gave her a holiday card around Christmas time and said, hey, happy holidays to you and your family, from my family to yours. Maybe you were the only one and you have been discrediting and not counting that as service because it didn't check the box of fitting in the building of a church. There are so many ways that you've already been serving and giving, probably more ways than you would have given credit for the ways that you show up the ways that you do care and they're small they're simple they're little but they're significant and god sees all of them so to think that you're not serving enough or to read something that says oh you're a christian you got to do it this way or this time or this place or else you're going to fear losing eternal rewards that's not from god i just tell you that right now that is not from god and it can be scary sometimes when you read things like this this truth is so important that it's repeated five times in the gospels if you aren't serving you're just existing because life is meant for ministry god wants to learn wants you to learn to love and serve others unselfishly and that small simple thing like saying hi to susie every morning and being the only one in the entire office that smiles at her That's service, that's love, and that's unselfish. But a lot of times Christians don't call it that because it's not in the context of the building or box of quote unquote church. Church is not a building, it's people. We're called to give and serve and love, and sometimes it's the smallest things. It's picking up something From the ground that fell from someone's stroller or cart in front of you when you're walking with your kids at the zoo and they continued on because they've got two kids and their kids are screaming and and they didn't even notice that this binky your toy fell down and it's you picking it up and running up after them saying hey you guys dropped this and them going oh my gosh thank you oh would have been a freaking nightmare if we got home and we didn't have that thank you so much that's serving god sees those things So I want you to know it doesn't have to look or be a particular certain way. And I know that God had me know this because I got caught up on this. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my eternal rewards. (laughs) This feels heavy. Oh, my gosh, I'm not doing enough. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. The enemy is getting in there. He wants you to believe that. He wants you to feel like it's works-based and you have to do more, do more, do more. You're not doing enough. Eh. you didn't get it. I was like, oh, wow, Jesus, thank you for your wisdom and thank you for allowing me to get it. It's in all things. It it is in the big things. It is in the small things. And all the things matter to him. All the things are significant to him. And allowing myself to receive his grace, the grace he's already freely given, the ways he's already given, and that anywhere you are, You have the opportunity to be who you are in him. It's a service heart. You can serve anywhere in any way. And I got to do that yesterday. It was amazing to just invite this complete stranger to church who had been struggling with her upbringing and her relationship and her parenting and mental health issues. And it was amazing to just say, oh my gosh, you would love my church literally you step on the presence of it and it just feels like arms of love are open wide and you're wrapped inside she's like oh that's exactly what i need i said well then come see it was as simple as that was an invitation to church that was ministry that was service and after i read this i didn't give myself enough credit for it because i got Stuck in the Satan's enemy's treb trap treb trap <gasps> and web of, it has to look a certain way because someone said it that way. They said it's gonna mean loss of eternal rewards, and I thought, oh no. And then another conversation led that led to like, well, then just serve more. And it was like, ugh. How about beginning with giving yourself enough credit for the things you're already doing and start there? See that you already <laughs> are serving. Go to God with it. Pray about it. Ask him about it. God, what are the small things I can do today to serve in such a way that is of love, that is of you, that is unselfish? And I bet he will reveal to you all the things you're already doing that are of that essence and in that presence that are already of him, that are of unselfish love. Allow yourself to receive the frequency of that, the presence of that, and the ways you're already doing that because you were created in his image. So you're already doing some of the things. I guarantee it. You, you're just not allowing yourself to receive credit for it. You're thinking, well, it's almost like, you know, those little prizes that you win at like Chuck E. Cheese or Peter Piper, and it's like, ah. Uh, I've got tickets, Uh, I don't want the small things, I want the big things, we've got our eye on the prize and the prize is the big things that we're doing. Well, if one of those prizes costs 10,000 tickets, you could also get 10,000 little tootsie rolls. It's all the little things that add up to the big thing. And God's not looking at just the big ways that you're serving or the ways that you're telling yourself that you know all the little things don't matter. And it's not until you do the big thing and the big glamorous, booming lights, fireworks way that you're gonna make your way into heaven. No, God has already made your way into heaven. He's already preparing a room for you. You gotta ask him to. A lot of times service is asking him, hey, how can I serve today? How would you show me, or how would you have me show up today? For who and to whom? Where? God will tell you. He reveal to you. It might be to a complete stranger in the park. It might be to someone that you'll never see again, that you let go in front of you in traffic. You have no idea what's going on in their hearts, their minds, their soul, or their lives. And you being that one person who's nice to them, that one person who lets them in, that one person who smiles at them. God sees that. He loves that. And he rewards that. You don't have to fear losing your eternal rewards it's not like a certain number of tickets that you have to get or save up to that earns you that spot there it's not like Chuck E. cheese or peter piper i gonna tell you that right now <laughs> and a lot of us are living life like it is save up for the big thing or do enough to get enough tickets for the big thing so that i won't fear losing my eternal rewards well, you go around doing all those things and saving up your tickets and then one day the tickets burn down because you kept them in this special place in your house and your house kitchen on fire. You don't need to go, oh no, I'm not getting into heaven now. I've just lost all my eternal rewards. I was going to cast those in for my spot in heaven. It's not the way it works. We dove into this beautifully inside in my new monthly membership where we expanded on this. So I invite you to check the links in the show notes if you're looking for for a space like that where you can dive in and explore topics such as this. Uh, It's $88 a month, our incredible, beautiful monthly membership where we go even deeper into all these things. I invite you into that space. You'll see the invitation using the link in the show notes and just know Wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're going through, you're being prayed for today in this space. I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.